Welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. I hope everybody's doing well. We're going to start news out of Saudi Arabia in a drone attack for the Houthi rebels. So at least eight people were wounded on Monday in Houthi in a uh, Houthi drone strike in Saudi Arabia's Abdal Airport. Uh, it also damaged an airplane. Earlier, the Saudi-led coalition fighting the Houthi group in Yemen said it intercepted a Houthi drone that was targeting the airport. Shrapnel was scattered in the vicinity of the airport. Uh, state TV said that an armed second drone was intercepted, but debris wounded eight people and damaged a civilian airplane inside the airport. The general manager of Ahmed Al-Qahtani said one person is in critical condition and the other were treated at a local hospital. Airport hasn't canceled any flights. We expect that the flights are security measures for several minutes or about a half hour. Reporters at the scene were uh, shown shattered glass and damage in some of the ceilings of the terminals and holes in the Airbus A320. The state-owned Saudi Arabian, the uh, Saudi Arabian Airlines parked on the tarmac. Travelers were lined up to check flights in the capital of Riyadh and other Saudi cities. The Houthis did not claim responsibility for the attack, but the Iranian-aligned group regularly fires drones and missiles into Saudi Arabia. The group's media reported that more than 20 airstrikes by the coalition's warplanes on several Houthi-held Yemeni provinces after the airport attack. The coalition said it targeted drones and missile launchers. The Saudi-led military coalition intervened in Yemen in 2015, backing forces of the ousted government of President Abrabo Mazur Hadi, fighting the Houthis. So that is another, that's a, that the Houthis and uh, Saudi Arabia is a proxy war for the Iranians. Iranians are pretty much funding the Houthi rebels. Remember, we did, I did a podcast back on that one about the Houthi rebels. All right, news out of Yemen. Solar boom, sorry, out of Lebanon. Solar boom ties as Lebanon fossil fuels run dry. With electricity becoming a scarce commodity, thousands of well-off Lebanese rush to alternative energy. Blackouts have gripped Lebanon in recent weeks as I, the entire nation is forced to adjust life without electricity. Because of the government's failure to secure heavy oil fuel, oil, uh, heavy fuel oil for power plants, electricity provided by the state-owned electric to Liban has dwindled for two hours per day and has been shut off completely in some areas of the country. Privately-owned diesel generators, which used to cover a three-hour gap in government-supplied power, are now responsible for remaining 22 hours of the day. High demand and a lack of imports have led to extreme fuel scarcity and fed a black market selling hoarder fuels at the rates Leban Lebanese cannot afford. The government has reduced subsidies on diesel and moved to allow for direct importation, hoping to alleviate the scarcity, but the only result has been near a uh, fourfold price increase. Generator subscriptions have risen to astronomical levels, high as $375 on the parallel currency exchange market, for enough electricity to keep a family home cool throughout the hot summer nights. Those wealthy enough to accept these high fuel still face daily power cuts as generator owners attempt to conserve fuel. Sometimes there's just not enough diesel to be found at all. Their foster sit in the and uh, sweat in the dark, wondering where the food in the refrigerator has been kept cold enough and safe to eat. Uh, as a result, there's been an explosion of interest in alternative energy, and thousands of the most wealthiest people are now turning to solar power for it, uh, independence from a uh, independence from our unreliable power grid. In a country that sees about 300 days of sun per year, wealth residents are snapping up the expensive equipment required to secure a stable off-grid electricity and give their families p uh, security and peace of mind. From a residential perspective, this is definitely a boom, said Carla Nassab, a program of officer at the United Nations Development Program who's working to several alternative energy initiatives across Lebanon. 
But the boom is just not residential, it's everywhere, she said. Industries are looking to solar or anything that actually provides them electricity because it's becoming too scarce and too expensive. The half dozen Lebanese elect, uh, alternative actor, energy contractors interviewed for this article said they agree they've never seen this type of interest in solar power before. Wow. Maybe a look into the future there. Lebanon's kind of being forced to go into alternative energy because of the scarcity of the availability of the oil. Okay, Japan's Chinese military threat argument blasted. A spokesperson for the Ministry of National Defense of China, <laughs> funny it would come from there, uh, this is from the Pyongyang Times, by the way, said in a press conference on August 26th that Japan has neglected the main purpose of international relations for a long time and steadily made an excuse for expanding military strength while making fuss about the military threat of China. His remarks came after the Japanese defense minister picked a quarrel with China, saying it's unilaterally trying to change the present situation in the region by force of arms and threat. China is steadfast in its resolve and will defend the state sovereignty, security, and development interests, he said, strongly by urging Japan to make soul-searching for its past history, aggression, and stop the act of tarnishing image of China by fabricating false rumors. Okay. Google appeals France's disappropriate $591 million fine in copyright now. So Google said on Wednesday it was appealing a 500 million euro fine imposed by France antitrust watchdog in July over a dispute with local media about paying for news content. So this is uh, basically going to Google, hitting something to search news and it pops up and basically, you know, Google benefits from that but doesn't give any any of the you know, not only the news producer, but every single site doesn't it doesn't pay just it's just a search site that uses everybody else's you know, everybody else's content to boost up. So it's an interesting argument, but the fine uh came amid increasing international pressure on online platforms such as Google, part of Alphabet Incorporated and Facebook to share more of the revenue they make from using social media outlets. So if you think about it, Google gets all the money from from it, the revenue of the from the news searches, for instance, if we're going to do that, and the sites don't get any, like they get a little tiny piece of the pie. So uh, Google's benefiting from everybody else's, you know, content. So, anyways, let's see. We disagree with a number of legal elements and believe the fine is appropriate to our efforts and reach an agreement and comply with the new law. Said Sebastian Missoff, head of Google France. We continue to work hard to resolve this case and put deals in place. This includes expanding offers to 1,200 publishers, clarifying aspects of our contract, and sharing more data as requested with our French competition authority. The French anti-body imposed, antitrust body imposed a sanction on Google for failing to comply its orders on how to con- conduct the talk with publishers. It said on Wednesday that Google's appeal, which will be ruled by Paris's court of appeal, will not hold up the fine, which the U.S. tech giant still must pay. It could not say how long the appeal process was take. The case was focused on whether Google breached temporary orders issued by the authority, which said talks should take place within three months with any news publishers that asked them. The watchdog said in its July 13th decision that U.S. tech group must come up with per proposal for the next two months on how it would compensate news agencies and other publishers for the use of their content. If it does not do that, the company would pay face an additional fines up to 900,000 euros per day. Whoa. Okay. Finishing off this one, Wall Street keeps raising salaries to compete, but the Chinese head fund, Ubiquant, is beating them out for town by offering $300,000 to entry-level employees. $300,000 entry-level employees. 
As a pay raise fever sweeps the Wall Street firms, Chinese hedge fund Ubiquin is trumping all of them by offering the starting salaries of up to $300,000 for top fresh graduates. For comparisons, companies like Morgan Stanley are offering around 100 to 110 for new hires, even hiking pay for junior analysts this month. If we think someone is worth hiring, we'll try to hire them, sparing no effort, founder Wang Chen told Bloomberg. The company's starting offers have even enticed some new hires to drop their U.S. grad enrollments for jobs at Beijing-based fund. Tech graduates are particularly sought after by firms that use computer models of scout for investments in trade like D.E. Shaw and Two Sigma in the U.S., but the industry is facing a top crunch among talents for among its junior hires, pushing some firms to drop their standards for newcomers. Quant funds in China have also contended with firms like Alibaba and ByteDance taking up the best graduates. One way Ubiquant stays competitive is by offering employees a comparative cushy work experience. Employees told Bloomer that they start working at 10 in the morning, take naps during their lunch break, good for them, and finish work around 7 or 9. They start crouching for the inhumane work conditions junior analysts uh, say they're subject to in U.S. firms. Ubiquant managed about $8 billion in assets. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. Take care, and I hope everybody has a good day. Bye.